following program is pre-recorded. Live from the Hope Center in Plano, Texas, this is Hope in the Night. Late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. Many times, June, we talk about forgiveness as it's, uh, you might say, in in a horizontal relationship, person to person. Mm -hmm. And uh, there is uh, difficulty with someone being able to forgive another person in their life when they don't feel fully forgiven by God. And what's the connection there? What's what's that about? Hmm. You know, I think the key is we need to understand the heart of God for us. And what I'm talking about is not just the people who are doing all the right things. Um, in fact, there's a, a poignant passage in the Bible. Um, it's found in Daniel 9, 9. Um, the Lord our God is merciful and forgiving, even though we have rebelled against him. So it's talking about, yes, forgiving, but again, even though we have rebelled against Mm. him. And I think the issue is, uh, I mean, I know a number of people who have not felt forgiven by God. Now, it depends on where they are in their lives as to what they are willing to accept or, or hear. Uh, divine forgiveness, we could call it divine forgiveness or God's forgiveness, uh, is the fact that God, in his mercy, mercy is not giving us what we deserve. In his mercy, chose to release those who belong to him from the penalty of our sins. And unfortunately, some people refuse to receive this gift from God. I'd like to to read the passage. Uh, it's Psalm 103, uh, several verses. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger. Notice, slow to anger, abounding in love. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Um, I will tell you that as I've talked with people over the years, some picture God as uh, this being... uh, where this being has a bony finger pointing right at them mm-hmm. and uh, just looking forward to con- to catch them doing wrong. And I've heard that lang- language because I said, what do you, uh, what is the picture you have of God? Well, he's just waiting for me. He's waiting to catch me doing something wrong. See, that would show an intent that he wants us so that to, to do wrong so that he can bash us, punish us. But that is not the picture given at all in the Bible. In fact, 
divine forgiveness was extended by Jesus, who paid the penalty for our sins in full. He died on the cross as a payment for the sins of all people. Now, we still have a response um, that we need to make. Yes, he died on the cross for our sins. It's so that if we will be willing to humble our hearts and receive him as our personal Lord and Savior, he forgives us for all our sins. And so, this has been said before, we owed a debt we could not pay, we human beings. He paid a debt he did not owe, Jesus on the cross. And one of the many messianic prophecies actually states, I love this scripture, Isaiah 53, all we like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. And the Lord laid on him, and that's Christ, the Messiah, the sin of us all, the iniquity of us all. So ultimately, divine forgiveness, um, we could say, is an extension of grace. Grace is receiving a gift we don't deserve. Uh, so it's an extension of God's grace as seen um, in, in a word that is translated forgive, a Greek word. It means to bestow a favor unconditionally. And uh, another Greek word, charis, means grace. So you are an expression of God's grace when you forgive others with divine forgiveness. And so the point is... Um, there are those who can be harder on themselves than God ever intended. And they say, I, I don't deserve to be forgiven. And they don't feel forgiven. Even, it could be, if they are true, authentic Christians, they are forgiven. But I think, Jeff, it's, uh, we, we've got to be biblical about this and understand God's heart. Uh, and I love it that his heart is to forgive us. Yes. That's That was all God's plan. Uh, not our plan, but his plan for us. No matter what you're facing, there's hope. Sometimes it's hard to believe that. When we face challenges at home, work, in our family, or maybe a private struggle, it can be hard to see what God is doing. The good news is, you're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17 to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's Word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17. That's 1-800-644-4817. Your story might bless someone else's life. The sound you're hearing is your generosity at work. 
That's our folding machine preparing hundreds of our short biblical resources to send to prisoners around the country. Hi, I'm Curtis Hale, president of Hope for the Heart. I want to say thank you for your prayers and financial support of our ministry. Thanks to your generosity, we've been able to send thousands of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to prisoners in Texas and to Rikers Island in New York City. These practical resources are pointing inmates to the hope of God's Word on issues like anger, abuse, depression, loneliness, salvation, and more. They're truly changing lives, and this is all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We are a ministry of Hope for the Heart. If you have any questions about tonight's topic or any number of topics, we have over 100 of our Keys for Living that will help you to address your situation. Those Keys for Living provide biblical hope and practical help on a variety of topics. We have topics such as uh, stress, anxiety, fear, abuse, marriage, parenting, so many more. And uh, you're bound to find something that relates to what you're dealing with in your life. Or just call our customer support team. They're at 800-488-HOPE, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and have a conversation with them. Let them know kind of what uh, you're dealing with, what maybe you're struggling with in life, and they'll be happy to recommend some resources for you. Maybe it's on our website. You have free resources there you can download. Also, they can uh, get some information into your hands pretty quickly if you'd like to order directly from them. And we do have keys for living on forgiveness called Releasing You is Freeing Me. And they'll be uh, glad to send that on the way if that's uh, something that that would interest you. Their number again, 800-488-HOPE. Also check out our website for a full listing of our resources. That's hopefortheheart.org slash store. Let's get to our caller for tonight. We have a caller listening on the Hope in the Night app uh, in Oregon. Tonight we welcome James. Well, hi, James. Welcome to Hope. Uh, hello. Um, it's interesting that uh, you brought up uh, the issue of forgiveness. Um, mm. Last year, my mother sent me the following um, message. Um she said, my siblings will never let you back into their lives. Oh. You did too much damage, and the results have affected the rest of their lives. They both have children who they never want to meet you, understandably. If this had happened 30 years ago, you might have had a chance, but I doubt it. Honestly, I am close to the same decision that they have made. My life is still full of regrets. Being a mother was the biggest ambition, and I couldn't keep any of you safe, but your threats kept them from telling me the truth, so the abuse continued. I don't want to get into the details, but... um. 
I uh, was a very bad boy when I was a teenager. Um, I was um, quite abusive to my siblings. Um, and I don't want to get into the details, but I did do some time because of it. Hmm. And in, in terms of the issue of forgiveness, um, I'm reminded of what it says in Matthew 5, verses 21 through 26, where God talked where Jesus talks about in his Sermon on the Mount um, about get being reconciled to somebody. Yes. Now, if I have this wall in front of me to where and to which I cannot even make the attempt to be reconciled, with those that I've hurt, what should I do? Well, thank you um, for being specific. Uh, you have you have mentioned a very significant passage in the Sermon on the Mount, and I'm impressed that you know it is the Sermon on the Mount. It's Matthew Matthew five six and seven is the Sermon on the Mount, but most people don't know that. Yet the point of, of my mentioning this is, um, uh, let, let me let me mention beginning verse verse twenty three. This is Jesus speaking, and he's communicating many specific truths. He said, "If you're offering your gift at the altar, and there remember your brother has something against you." Leave your gift. In other words, don't don't give it. Uh, it's the, the gift is secondary at this point. In other words, forget about giving the gift in front of the altar. First, go be reconciled to your brother. Then come and offer your gift. Now, that is highly significant because we're seeing that Jesus is dealing with the principle here that he knows that all of us at times will fail others. I don't know of anyone who who is being honest. Um, I've talked with many people who are not Christians at all, and I will say, have you ever chosen wrong? And so far, the statistics are almost 100%. Um, and the one person I know who said no, uh, she had not ever done anything wrong. Later, um, she became a Christian and actually s said, and then and she was an older adult, but uh, admitted she was wrong. And I, I knew she was... <laughs> my, my, my point is, God knows. He, it, he doesn't... Uh, he's not caught by surprise. Like, oh, I can't believe so-and-so did this. I can't believe you would do this. Uh, he, he, no, he, 
the Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So we've all chosen wrong, just at different times, in different ways. And we all stand in need of admitting, I chose wrong, I was wrong. Would you be willing to forgive me? So there's, there's a, a principle there. It's not bashing us. He's just saying, first, go be reconciled. Then come and give. Now, reconciliation takes two. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So our part is to admit at times we've chosen wrong. And it again, it doesn't catch God by surprise. But it can catch other human beings by surprise. In, in candor, um, I used to, and this was not a wise thing to do, but I used to live for the day that my father would ever admit he was wrong. He never did do that. At least I never heard him, you know, even when he was proven wrong. But um, it, it's quite an arrogant uh, position to be in. By the way, which is not you, because you already told me, and you did not have to. You said I was abusive toward my siblings. I respect that, that you would say that, because there are many people who will never do that. They will only want people to think that they are faultless, that they don't ever make mistakes. So... James, I, I respect that you even said that. Tell me, um, how many siblings did you have? I am the oldest of five siblings. Okay. I have oh. a biological brother, a half-brother, a step-brother, mm -hmm. and a sister. Well, I, I want to hear what it was like growing up for you. I, um, when you told me what your mother said, uh, it kind of pierced my heart, meaning I thought, oh, no. Um, that, uh, I'm, I'm not hearing what often will come through like from a merciful mom, and um, but help me understand, what was your relationship like, uh, let's say, with your mom? That sounds a bit unpredictable. Yep. Um, uh, uh, of course, uh, 
was uh, I, I perceived to be her favorite. Okay. Um, it it was uh, all, all I can say is that it was dicey at best. Okay. Was she hard on you? Um, I think it very based on her mood. Mm-hmm. Uh, either if she wasn't hard on me, she was quite indifferent at times. Mm. Okay. Um... And um, for your information, um, it took me a little while to um, start attending church again in the present day. Um, I currently attend uh First Baptist Church here in Portland. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pastor is Matt Tupin, and uh, we're currently dealing with the issue of uh, Joseph right now, but I digress. Mm-hmm. Well, but, t- t- tell me this when we come back. Um, I am going to want to know what was your relationship with relationship like with your dad, um, since we haven't even mentioned him, if he was on the scene. Um, and then I want to hear what is the reason why you wanted us to talk, because I can tell you're very deliberate about what you're saying. You're being specific and I hear that it was painful for you growing up and that um, that pulls at my heart we would love your prayers here at Hope for the Heart over and over in God's word the Lord encourages us to lift up one another in prayer we are reminded in 2 Corinthians 1 11 You help us by your prayers. So we want to encourage you to join the prayer team of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. You can join the Hope for the Heart prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. When you sign up to join our prayer team, we will send you an email each month to keep you updated with the latest prayer needs of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. Our prayer team is a great way to stay connected and support June and support the Hope of the Night broadcast. We are so grateful for your prayers and support of our listeners and friends like you who make this ministry possible. You can join our prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. That's hopefortheheart.org slash pray. And thank you for partnering with us in prayer. Do you ever struggle to believe that God loves you, that He accepts you, forgives you, and sees you as His precious, beloved child? So many people have a distorted picture of God 
that he is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you know. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. In this 31-day devotional, June Hunt provides compassionate, biblical insight to help you understand and embrace the life-changing identity you have in Christ. Each day provides a biblical truth along with a short reflection and journaling questions to help you see yourself through God's eyes. We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night because it has changed so many lives. Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional for yourself or a loved one at junehunt.org. listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver. We'll get back to our caller in a moment. If you have questions or concerns about the topic of forgiveness, we have uh, Keys for Living on that topic called Forgiveness Releasing You is Freeing Me. And if you'd like that resource, you can talk to our customer support team about ordering that and uh, getting it sent on its way for you. Their number is 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to send that or whatever resource might be most helpful for you. The number again, 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. You can also email them at customer support at hopefortheheart.org and talk to them about what questions you might have regarding topics and resources discussed in tonight's program. Again, that's customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Let's return to tonight's conversation with James. James, I am sincerely glad that you've called. Um, What were you hoping that we could deal with? Uh, And I I thank you for initiating the call. What would you hope that we could get from this, that you could get from our conversation? Um, Well, recently I sent your... um ministry of prayer requests. Recently, uh, if I can remember it uh, right offhand, um, I I said my heart is changing. I think my heart is changing for the worse, not not for the better. Mm. I've noticed that I've gotten more um, calloused and um, yeah, I've noticed that my heart's been more, become more calloused lately. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, and that's when things got initiated. Okay. Um, uh, in terms of, um, my uh, relationships with my parents. And uh, ironically, uh, in light of the present political climate in America today, it, mm-hmm. um, I would have to call myself a political half-breed. My father 
is a Republican. My mother's a Democrat. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the church that I currently attend, I kind of feel safe there. If I went to a church that leaned toward the um, conservative side of the political aisle, um, and I were to disclose that my mother was a Democrat, I'd be afraid that both I and my mother would be vilified. Mm. And that's something that uh, gets me calloused. Um, Also, uh, in terms of... uh, my relationships with my parents. Um, it says in Genesis 25, verse 28, and Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his venison, but Rebecca loved Jacob. Um, there is this passage of scripture that um, that uh, always kills my faith, and that's in Romans chapter 9, mm-hmm. verse 13, where it says, I have a mark here in my Bible, um, and uh, Romans chapter 9, verse 13, as it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau I have hated. Um, sometimes when I look at um, my uh, situation, um I sometimes think of myself as an Esau based on my circumstances rather than being a Jacob. Um, So are you you saying, my my friend, or could I ask, so are you assuming that when God looks at you, he does not, well, that he specifically hates you, or that he I, I disfavors that you. That kind of personal is that purely is that because of behavior from the past? Um. Yeah. Um, okay. That's a major part of it. Um. So let me understand this. Do you believe? That in truth, uh, you would not be forgiven by God. Um, there have been times I've doubted my uh, faith, 
Mm-hmm. Um, as a result, um, uh, sometimes I, I think of myself as worthless as worthless as iron pyrite instead of being pure gold. And um, to paraphrase Romans 9, verses 21 to 22, um, I think God made me to be a toilet, that is, a vessel for dishonor rather than a Tiffany vase, a vessel for honor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes even today, when I look at my uh, walk um, with God, um, I sometimes feel like um, I'm on the outside looking in and feeling like uh, both a fruitless branch as well as on occasion thinking of myself as a chronic backslider. I, I wish that it it were different, but I obviously can control only so much. Um, it, it has a really um, difficult uh, thing with my, does something, it makes my faith more difficult. Mm-hmm. I want to thank you for the specifics that you've just shared. Um, If I could um, share how I identify with you, there was uh, a time when I knew very little about God in terms of the character of God, and I would read Scripture, and and, um, I was not used to Scripture. And... um, I remember specifically um, having challenges with who God is or how he operated. And I remember a friend made a comment to me. She said, June, you really don't know the character of God, do you? And um, I hesitated, and I said, no. And she said, if you knew the character of God, you would not have the view of God that you do. And from that, I ended up um, realizing okay, it's true, I did not know Scripture like all these other people did. But then I was on a search. And what I learned is several things that surprised me. Jeremiah um, 31.3 says, 
This is God speaking. I have loved you with an everlasting love. I've drawn you with loving kindness. And I was, um, I looked at that word, everlasting love. It's not here today, here today, gone tomorrow. And it was difficult for me even to have feelings about God. And by the way, a lot of people have much more feeling about God than I do. And I, I know that, and I've said that to certain people. I don't have the ooey-gooey emotion that um, actually um, I'm, it, I'm, I'm drawn to some people. I'm, I'm fascinated that they have that. That that is not what I have, and I, and I believe if you've been um, emotionally hurt growing up, uh, you can have a different view, uh, and, and you may not, or at least for me, I don't. I think this has to do with a lot of the pain of my past, but I'm looking now wanting to know the character of God. And then I see, okay, not only does he have everlasting love for us, and by the way, love does what's best in behalf of another person. So when God looks at you, my friend, he looks at what is best for you. If he has everlasting love for you, he's looking at what is in your best interest? He is committed to what is best for you. And then Jeremiah 29.11 says, it's God speaking again. I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. So he has a plan for you that you don't know. You can't know, but He will reveal it to you. But that's His character. It is a good plan. And not only does He love you with everlasting love, not only does He have a plan for you, He says when you come into a relationship with Him, I will never leave you. struggling with a difficult life issue? Maybe it's a family problem, a private struggle, or something in your past you've never resolved. The good news is you're not alone. Sometimes we need to talk things through with someone who will listen to our story and help make sense of what we're experiencing. For more than 20 years on Hope in the Night, June Hunt has listened to thousands of personal stories, heartaches and challenges from people like you, and provided compassionate counsel from God's Word. No matter what the issue is, family, marriage, anxiety, abuse, grief, or just the daily stresses of work and life. June would love to talk with you and share help and hope through God's Word. If you'd like to talk with June on Hope in the Night, give us a call at 1-800-917. We'll protect your privacy and sharing your story might bless someone else's life. Give us a call today at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817. The sound you're hearing is your generosity at work. That's our folding machine preparing hundreds of our short biblical resources to send to prisoners around the country. 
Hi, I'm Curtis Hale, president of Hope for the Heart. I want to say thank you for your prayers and financial support of our ministry. Thanks to your generosity, we've been able to send thousands of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to prisoners in Texas and to Rikers Island in New York City. These practical resources are pointing inmates to the hope of God's Word on issues like anger, abuse, depression, loneliness, salvation, and more. They are truly changing lives, and this is all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. If you have questions, uh, con- concerns about any of the topics on the program tonight, just call customer support. They're at 800-488-HOPE, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and uh, they'd like to talk with you and uh, find out what resources that you would get the most help from and help you to get those into your hands. So let us do that for you and recommend some of our resources, our keys for living or books, Bible studies that June has produced over the years. We'd love to help you with the right resources there. We do have keys for living on the topic of forgiveness, and that's called releasing you is freeing me. And a customer support can help you with that or whatever might be best for you. And also go to customer support at hopefortheheart.org. That's an email address for for our customer support team. And you can talk to them about what resources you would like to re- receive or find out more about. Returning now to our conversation tonight with James. Well, my friend, um, you are definitely not trying to flaunt yourself as... It's like I'm going to make you uh, believe something that is unrealistic, unrealistically um, phenomenal about me. Um, You're looking at painful issues and painful expressions first in your home growing up. And, uh, of course, I asked you about your mom and it's like it's either indifferent or hard on you. Um, and that's very hard when typically are you aware that children tend to get their view of God from typically the strongest of the parents, whether it's a mother or father, and they don't think about it that way. Children don't imagine they're doing that. But when they hear the word God, what are they going to think? They don't have a visual. And so they will typically look at the strongest of the two parents and interpret that that's what God is like. It would be like assuming that the Heavenly Father is basically the one who has, um, or I'll say, maybe, let me flip it around, where the 
let's say, an earthly father uh, would be representing the characteristics of the heavenly father. Uh, and, and so they make that assumption. And many times people have to adjust their thinking about God because that can be uh, at times absolutely opposite. The, a parent, the strongest parent, could be uh, in no way representing the the character of God himself. Does that part make sense? Yeah. Um, in recently, in terms of um, <clears throat> my spirituality is concerned, um, I have uh, four Bible apps on my phone, and um, I'm going through the Bible in one year this year um, oh. on the 238th day of uh, 2023, um, and I've been... In, in the present, been uh, wrestling with my salvation um, as of late. Um, lately, I've been dealing with the issue of doubt. In Matthew 25, there's the separation of sheep and goats, and... Um, I definitely don't want to be a goat in mm -hmm. that situation. Um, I am, there are some issues I have a difficulty re e repenting of. Um, and of course, there is also the issue of uh, what goes into being born again. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I'm wrestling, I've been wrestling with those issues as mm -hmm. of late. Yes. Um, in Matthew seven twenty three, where Jesus tells people, uh, depart from me, you who commit iniquity, I never knew you. I, I don't want a situation like that happening to me. Good. Um, um, and so, uh, in, in terms of my spirituality, um, I, I don't want to be uh, um, I, I don't want to be be loose, but at the same time, I don't want to be legalistic either. Good. At the same time, I don't want people thinking that I'm lukewarm. Yes. Um, those are the over the past year. Um, I uh, have been uh, dealing with those issues. Um. Recently, I've been starting to do um, Bible studies mm -hmm. 
Bone, the World Bible School, and uh, Emmaus uh, Ministries. And uh, just recently I finished a uh, study on the Book of Romans. Mm -hmm. And so those types of things have been uh, on my mind as well as my heart this past year. Yeah, James, I will just say this. Um, those who are often um, not in the faith, they don't have any interest in doing the things that you're just now talking about. Um, I, there, there's no spiritual hunger. And I am... Um, I'm very interested in a number of the passages that you spoke about. Um, and I'm wondering, I would, if you want to, I would love for us to talk again. We're not finished yet, but um, I, I would love to engage with you about several of the things that you very specifically spoke about the passage, I, I never knew you. Um, the passage of where Jesus said, you must be born again. What does that mean? I would love for us to talk about that. If uh, w Would you like for us to talk again? Um, maybe uh, not over the weekend, but no, I, I'd I like yeah. to have that conversation. Yes, because I think... Uh, you're a thinker, and not a trivial thinker. And I would love for us to um, consider certain things that are are uh, these are essential essential issues that you've brought up. Uh, let me let me share this with you um, as I've talked about what is truly the character of God. I'm. I um, I have a favorite scripture that um, I came upon, and I I had a lot of insecurity as a. Uh, you mentioned teenager, your teenage years, and I had uh, very painful times during that time, and so because of a lot of things that occurred, I had a lot of insecurity. Um, not knowing if we were going to be put out on the street and all the, just a, a number of things. I was not put out on the street, but um, I was sent away. My, my point, though, is there's a scripture that has meant a great deal to me. It's Deuteronomy 31, 8. The Lord himself goes before you. And I want you to think about this in regard to you. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. And what I learned to do is to personalize that. The Lord himself goes before me and will be with me. He will never leave me nor forsake me. I will not be afraid. I will not be discouraged. 
You see, that is his heart. And he is not temporarily here today and then gone tomorrow as human beings that can describe human beings. But also, if you look at who he is in relation to you, um, in Second Peter 3, and this is a significant passage, the, we see that he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Repentance means a change of mind with a change of direction. And what we see, though, is it's not like, well, I'm going to pick these people over here and only the chosen frozen over here going to make it in. Uh, again, he says he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Now, you have read the Bible enough to know we'll all come to repentance? No. That's very clear. There are some who refuse to repent. They're on a wrong way of a one-way street, but they're not going to turn. And they will have a head-on collision with what actually God has said that they can choose. People can choose heaven or hell. People can choose disaster or blessing for the future permanently. But He wants no one to perish. So that's his heart. That's his character. That's one of the things that we can talk about at another time. We will send our keys for living on forgiveness called Releasing You is Freeing Me. We'll send that out to tonight's caller. And we do that free of charge because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash hope. And we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and recent programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also, our program can be found on all major podcast platforms. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.